Hey, this is David Sanborn, and welcome to As We Speak. I speak with John McLaughlin, the innovative guitarist who is celebrating 50 years of his genre-bending band, Shakti. Dang, dang, dang. John, John, oh, John. Man. <laughs> what a long time since I saw you. You look good. It's, it's been, as do you. Man, I got to say this, this new uh, record, I, I resist calling them anything but records. So this this new record is just uh, oh yeah. oh man oh you got the new Shakti album yeah it's just extraordinary it's it's so uh, it, it's so joyful you know yeah, life affirming there there's such a I mean all the words you know cinematic uh, all all that inclusive everything all these adjectives apply to this record but I think joyful is the one that really pops in my mind. It's, uh, it, it just, it feels all the whole, you know, it just kind of runs from the beginning to the end. And it's all, there's such a, a unity to the record that is, is uh, really, you know, oh, extraordinary. Thank you, thank you. For me, actually, you hit the nail on the head because, because uh, it's, um, can you believe it's 50 years now we're celebrating 50 years of existence with this band, but you know, and yeah, we've had you know we've had some big gaps because of you know, death, one, and uh, yeah. and other 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 events that that just uh, you know contributed to us not being together for a while. But um, from the very first, there was just this wonderful, joyful spirit. In the band, yeah, uh, and and it's and it's still there to this day, and I, I I'm thrilled every time I sit down. We sit down <laughs> every time we sit down. It's a thrill day because they there's there's that joy comes out of the music, and I think the people they feel it. Yeah, you have lots of notes and stuff, but that inherent characteristic of the group I think is one of the things that attracts uh, attracts it to people well you know I mean your music has always had you know a conversational quality to it you know the, these conversations that I mean it's it's kind of the, the the hallmark or the you know the descriptive of what we do as musicians we go on the stage and we have conversations and and you know we make them interesting yeah. not only for each other but also for people who are listening and and you know your your ability to to have interesting conversations and meaningful ones uh you know change from day to day but they you know the, the more chemistry that develops between the artists on the uh, on the stage and you know it's just it's such a joy that's the juice i think that keeps keeps us coming back right yeah, oh, absolutely. And the, the thing is, it's like I mean, you know that you're you've been you've been a practicing musician, jazz musician, for most of your life, I think. Uh, and the thing about jazz and Indian music is the, this common ground they share, which is improvisation. And in improvisation, improvisation, we're really living in the now moment, yeah. the only real moment that exists. And of course, in improvisation, 
there is a, a necessity, this kind of interaction between, especially the, 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 from a rhythmical point of view, let's say, that, you know, you've got your horn, you're improvising, then the drummer's, he's like, he's simulating, he's, he's dropping those kicks and putting those, this, the little fills in there just to stimulate the solo. And so there's this, immediately there's this interaction that's totally spontaneous. And that's a marvelous thing about jazz and about Indian music. In fact, it's the heart, I think, of both of yeah. these cultures. Because it, you have to, you cannot hide when you improvise. Basically, you know, your trousers is down by your ankles. <laughs> and you just have to deal with it. But it's the quest. It's the journey. I mean, it and is. that's absolutely that's yeah. to me is what's really instructive about playing this music. It's about it, it's the humility that it you know you're you're forced to confront the fact that you'll never really master this music, and nor should you. That it's a it's a process. It's a path. And it, I think, well, yeah, and uh, I've got to contradict you there. <laughs> okay. Because sometimes, you know, it can be once a year, it can be like three times a year, or maybe six times a year. You get the spirit, the spirit takes you. It's not that you yeah. get the spirit, the spirit gets you and yeah. moves you. And and in doing so, moves everybody. And this, yeah. this is the amazing thing. And in those moments, as I, it's, it's as perfect as it could be. Yeah, and I but, think that to me, that's why we keep coming back because oh, yeah. those moments are when we get those moments. It's like it, it's like uh, the best possible surfing oh. that you can do. You can ride the wave, and it's like you can't screw up. It's like no. everybody, everybody's got on the stage has got your back, and you become more than the sum of the parts. And, yeah, and, and, and that's the juice. I mean, I I think what what I meant more specifically by that was that you don't get there and then that's the end, you know. Because no. you reach those moments, it's like you glimpse this eternity, yeah. and yeah. it's like wow, absolutely, absolutely. And then, and then yeah. you keep coming back, and those nights when you don't quite get there, then it becomes, then it you realize that you know it's a journey and that that you're allowed. For whatever yeah. reasons, you know, mystic, mystical reasons, to reach those moments, there's nothing like it. It is. It is. It's definitely a lesson in humility because you realize that you do not have control over inspiration. You do not have control over this, the great spirit that that comes down and, and moves and moves you. And so you just like you know, deal with it. You know. Yeah. And. Uh, Say, well, you know, I'll come back tomorrow and I'll, I'll try again my hardest. Yeah. Know? But the, the other great thing about, about the spontaneity in, in these different cultures, Indian music and jazz music, is that, is that the experience, because when one guy gets the, gets the spirit, can it, can be, it can be the drama. All of a sudden you're playing and then the drama, as soon as he hits the grooves, it's just like God rhythm. And, yeah. and everybody gets it. Yeah. in the band, and then everybody in the audience gets it. You know, you know, it's collective. And that's this, as you say, this experience 
is priceless and it's like it's, it's like um and every time it happens it's brand new yeah it's like you never had it before and all of a yeah. sudden wow it's some but you recognize it but i think everybody recognizes it. you know i think i think people go to concerts exactly the same reason i do because when I, I i go to a concert it doesn't matter what kind can be jazz concert can be R&B can be classical, whatever, and I'm just I'm just waiting to be swept away by whoever's on stage. You know, I kind of surrender to that, and if yeah. they get that, then they take me with with them, and and I'm a happy guy, you know. And then yeah. that's a concert worthwhile going to. And I think everybody, even consciously, recognizes that when that magical thing happens, it's like you know. We're all at home, you know yeah. what I mean. That's that's a where very, we all belong. Really. Yeah, this is the back where we belong. Yeah, right. exactly. And I I think that that those moments of transcendence are and and transformation really. It yeah. it's like it it is. It, it opens us up to maybe where we all always have been, and and the reality of being. I mean, you call this record this moment yeah and it's like that's you know what more can you say the only that's one we have. that's what we have we have yeah. this moment moment and, and and jazz i think is a great metaphor for life in that regard it's all about living in the moment which is that's that's, that's the that's, truth of everybody because that's all yeah. we have that, and, that's right and, and it's a jazz musician right oh yeah I mean, Charlie Parker got it right. Now is the time. Now is the time. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm into meditation and yoga. I've been on my whole life. And, yes. and, the, and that's all they speak about, these, these great teachers, whether it's whether they're from the East or the West or North. It's like just be in the present moment because it's the only one we have. And, and to think about what happened yesterday or... The thing about with you, I know we have to, as functional human beings, we have to consider, you know, what we're going to do or, or what, you know, we have plans that we have to function. But at the same time, like for me, you know, when I, when I, I have to take time out to meditate every morning. Yeah. And that moment, because, because in certain, in certain, if the conditions are right, it's like getting inspired while playing music. Can happen in meditation where the moment becomes really big because in a sense it's infinite because it's yeah. everywhere at the same time every time everything everywhere yeah, that was a great once. movie that actually yeah, right. i really liked it I, I love the title because that that's what it's like yeah and to and to experience that is the reality of the present moment. It's just it's a it's a wonderful that the magic of it, because it truly is. But you know, we're so concerned with other things like yesterday and tomorrow. And you know, but I have to take time out every day to do that. But in music, we're obliged to, because I'm improvising. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, you're up. Go solo, yeah. you know. Yeah. All right, you know, and you, and this way you surrender to whatever's happening inside of you, and this, you know, and it may happen, may not, but 
the act of doing it is, is, is uh, it's a wonderful experience. Well, I, I think also suspending your ego, that whatever that part of your consciousness yeah. is, that yeah. is like, oh, I'm being judged, I'm judging, I'm judging myself. You know, to it, it that can yeah. be a bit sometimes where you just, you get entangled in this. Uh, I remember hearing a prayer once. Uh, I don't remember where it was. It's like, God, free me from the bondage of self. And it yeah, was... Yeah. You know, it was yeah. like, free me to not be my own worst enemy and just get out of the way and let the music happen. I mean, to me, that's why we practice. We practice so that we can meet the moment, you know, yeah. not to bring along a collection of licks, which, oh, I yeah. mean, truth be told, we all do, but, you know, just to get ourselves out of tight situations. But... <laughs> goal is to you know use those little cliches I like that get us someplace else you know i mean yeah charlie parker had lick of course he did you know Train, I mean, yeah. they all did Bill, Every, miles everybody all these yeah i mean you know then miles miles particularly had them but he would put them in different places and he would rearrange them in a way of and he course. always made them sound fresh and they always felt that like they were springboards to get someplace else you know yeah well, in a way, in a way, we're all creating our vocabulary because it's mm -hmm. like, you know, what, what's a phrase? Phrases is a number of words put together. You know, yeah. we have phrases like notes and things put together. And so we need, we have to create a vocabulary because uh, in a way to get beyond vocabulary, we have to use the vocabulary. Yeah, yeah. And in music, and so of course we start off. We start off with unless you like, you know, it can happen, you know, play solo, and yeah. right away you, you've got a lovely idea appears, and, and off you go. And, yeah, and, and you're and you're lost and found in the real sense. Yeah, I know. Yes, and I think that idea of being lost is a really important feeling because yeah, absolutely, please yeah. let me get lost. <laughs> Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, because and I don't know who said it, but but uh, they said it right. Uh, as far as music is concerned, because if you're thinking, you're not playing. If you're playing, you're not thinking. I mean, really playing. Yeah. Yeah. Because you cannot think and really play because they they belong in in, in different levels of awareness, don't they? Yeah. And yeah. thinking, you kind of. Yeah, it's like you re it's egoic in a way, you know. But then when you when you're playing, you surrender, you let go, and and that's the. I mean, ideally, you let go. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, I remember uh, I I studied for a while with George Coleman, and he he said oh, he yeah. said to me, you know, he said the reason you practice is so you can learn how to play what you hear. He said, all that practicing is about being ready for the moment. And yeah. it's about, he was very big on interval training. So you start to hear the intervals. He said, don't bring that stuff. Don't practice these licks. Practice these licks. Practice ear training. And mm. understand that that's, it's to be to allow you to play what you hear, what you to respond to the moment. Yeah. 
I mean, you talked at length about your experience with Miles and how transformative that was for you. Oh my! Oh yeah. Um, well, you know, I mean, he had these he had these great kind of Zen poems that he used to lay on the musicians. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I cannot. The first one he laid on me that was in the studio in a silent way, and uh, I mean, it's a well known anecdote. Very briefly, there was no guitar part because I'd only been invited by Miles the night before to go <laughs> to the session. So, and, and the Joe Zawinul tune in the silent way, <clears throat> I arrived there and he's looking at me. He said, "You know, well, who are you?" You know, yeah. I said, "Yeah, I'm the guitar player on the day." Well, we don't. I don't have a yeah. guitar part, so he made me a piano part, and that, so I was reading the piano part for the, for the tune. And you know, Miles and he didn't like it. Miles didn't like it. He tried it, and, and then he said to me, you do it. Uh, I, I said, oh, you want everything? I got, this is a piano part. You know, our sweat was running down me. I didn't know what to do because it was it was a lot of harmony in that tune. I mean, the way we did it, in fact, it was amazing because what Miles did was he allowed me to make the direction of the piece, the musical direction. So... Yeah. So I'm sitting there I, because I don't read a piano score. I read a guitar score, you know, yeah. and, and it's all the chords and stuff. So I'm sitting there sweating and he, I think he took pity on me. Man, and he had this classic saying, well, we'll play it like you don't know how to play the guitar. And, and I hear, oh, behind me, never heard that one before. Yeah. So right. from Herbie and I, you know, because they all knew the, of these these great, you know, requests, cryptic requests from Miles, and I didn't know what he meant. I was and I was already so super nervous. You know, I just arrived in America yeah. the day before, and anyway, so I said, "Well, you know, do or die." And I threw caution to the wind, and I just closed the score. I said, "Well, I, I, everybody knows Eden on a guitar." Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's that's the key. And so uh, I, I just played the melody and just. No rhythm, no harmony, nothing. You know, real simple, very naive in a way. Plus, stuff you played on that, on uh, right from the beginning. I just, I remember that sound. It's like you played ding, 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 ding. You know, you just played these like yeah, but you also played these other just very spacious little things that were like gentle but like assertive at the beginning. I mean, it was that was a huge album that started the change in direction for Miles, and then Bitches Brew came later. But Dave, I had no idea what I was doing when when well, he told he told me that. You know, you know, we're good, <laughs> and I've and I've heard a few others though because I remember, I remember Miles. Uh, just one quick little anecdote where we're in the studio and, and Jack is yeah. on drum, Jack DeJanet, and mm -hmm. and, um, and and I think Miles uh, Miles went over. We, he stopped. He stopped the rehearsal and he went over and he, and he said, Jack, boom, boom, boom. Okay. <laughs> you know, how are you going to deal with that? 
eardrum yeah. or nothing. So, but what he does is is brilliant, Wally, because he just throws your normal mind out of the out yeah. of the window. Yeah. And there you are. And that's exactly what happened to me. I was like in no mind. Yeah. And you know, and Jack started playing completely differently. Yeah. Because because you're playing from a different place. But this, I, I, I you know, I mean, just to, just to be with Miles and play with him, I just learned so much. I mean, what a what a privilege yeah, but to be more. in that atmosphere. Yeah, you know. to be. It's like a painter being hanging out with Picasso yeah. or Raphael. You know, yeah. I mean, genius at work. Yeah, amazing. I remember uh, the first time I met Miles. I when I first moved to New York, I didn't have any place to live, and I I was living at Gil Evans' house down in, in nice. West Bath, downtown, and uh, we we used to play Monday nights at the Village Vanguard, and uh, Gil would like tape them on his little Walkman, and we would listen to the tapes the the from the previous night. And w one night I, I went upstairs. Uh, to, he had a, had a duplex loft. And and uh, Miles was there, hanging out with Miles at the with with, with Gill at the kitchen table, uh -huh. and they were listening to the tape from the night before, mm. and I go, holy fuck, you know, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> and then you know, it's so I'm sitting, and Gill said, hey, this is Miles, and Miles went, mm, you know, and, yeah, uh, and and then at the moment that I had dreaded came up, and I was it was a solo, I was playing it solo. Mm. And I'm like, I'm so sweating so much. I'm like, I'm swimming, you know. Oh yeah, <laughs> so yeah, much yeah. sweat. And then yeah, yeah. some moment happened when I played I know that some feeling. just oh, horrible yeah. shit. <laughs> and I just went to without thinking about it. I, I said, God, I wish I hadn't played that. And Miles leaned over to me really close and he said, "You should have played it twice," <laughs> you know. And I, I, you know, like you, I, I just said, "What does that mean?" And then I realized later, just like. If you play it, mean it and make yeah. the point, you know, yeah, exactly. and then resolve it, you know, yeah. and, and then resolve it after that. But really, th those kind of lessons that you learn. Oh, you know, those meetings, they, they, they're life changing. You know, going back to your early days, you were influenced by by uh, Django, of course. You know, yeah. in classical oh, music, yeah. your mother was a, a classical violinist. And so that music yeah. was around the house. That was kind of what informed you as a musician. Big and then I, I know you said that when you discovered the guitar, that was it for you. It yeah. was like, you know, and you took to it like a duck to water. And yeah, you know, yeah. going I quit down the and... piano right away. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I always it... loved the, I, I loved the piano to this day, you know, because I, I was with it for years. But you're right. It was like, you know, love at, at first touch, really. Yeah, um, yeah. So, and who knows why we're attracted. I mean, look at you with, your, with the alto yeah. sax. The alto, you were born with the alto sax in your mouth. Well, <laughs> I, you know, like you, I, I was, when I was growing up, that was, I mean, I, it's a little different for me because I took up the saxophone as therapy. Because I, I, when I was a kid, I had polio. And yeah. I was kind of, you know, in an iron lung and the whole thing, you know, paralyzed and all that stuff. And when I was 11 years old, the doctor said, you know, I should play a wind instrument for therapy. Uh, and by that time, I had been hearing like, you know, uh, Honky Tonk by Bill Doggett and, uh, oh, yeah. you know, nice. Tommy Dorsey and uh, Earl Bostick 
and Lewis Jordan and all these great, you know, and all the great saxophone players with swinging music. Yeah. Yeah. Like R&B, early R&B, like Little Richard. They all had saxophones in their band. Yeah, I remember. Four electric guitars really became big. So all these R&B saxophones. So so this is the music that I'm surrounded with when I'm 10 or 11 years old. Perfect. And they say, what do you want to play? I said, I want to play the saxophone. Not really realizing I need two good hands to do that, which I did not have. So I just kind of learned how to yeah. hook my left arm on top of the of the keys and just hang on for dear life. And kind of, you know, when I got to a part where I couldn't articulate, I just learned how to bullshit my way through those things and gradually got into understanding how to articulate stuff. But it was that pull to be in that place, yeah. you know, and it was the sound. It was that sound. Hank Crawford, Fat Ed Newman, all those people. Yeah, oh, yeah. It was that, it was so vocal. Yeah. You know, know, just jumping ahead a little bit, I know you, at one point you talked about how, you know, at one point you kind of got, I guess it was in the 60s, when you didn't want to sound like that clean jazz electric guitar anymore because all these other Jimi Hendrix, they're opening up the sound of, you know, music and John Coltrane playing multiphonics and all this stuff. And then it, I'm paraphrasing you now, but you felt a little constrictive. So you started using distortion and understanding that that's part of the, you know, one of the musical tools that you can use. That's well, the thing is, 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 you know, let's, let's uh, wind back to, to 58 with milestones, milestones, and then uh, a kind of blue, and these bands, and then Coltrane coming out with his his magical quartet, and um, and there was not a guitar player in there. So I was listening to saxophone. Uh, actually, there was a time where I almost wished I'd taken saxophone instead of guitar. Um, but I, you know, the guitar. I love the guitar to this day, just as deeply. But I always regretted that there was no guitar player in in Miles's band and in Train's band. Yeah, because I wanted I wanted a guitar player to do it. But Jimmy came along, and if you listen to the, the, the later recordings of Coltrane, like own intergalactic space, I mean, in a way, Train was using distortion on his saxophone yeah. but with his embouchure. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was sometimes, you could hear three notes sometimes, definitely two. But just this this sound, and that, and the, for me, the sound, uh, is what I loved about Jimmy, is that yeah. he just said, let's break it open instead of this classical Sound classical guitar is beautiful, but as an electric guitar, electric guitar, Jimmy, in a way, was moving sonically in the way Train had been moving. Uh, I, you know, with these, especially the latter, the latter recordings he made. So that 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 really uh, that really was the the, the the key element in me saying, you know, because I was frustrated with that. Thin little sounds, you know. It's beautiful. Don't get me wrong. I, I and I listen to it. You know the 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 jazz guitar players of the fifties and the sixties. 
and I loved them. But uh, I had to go. I had to go to a different place. Maybe that's why I, I, you know, I ended up more rock. You know, there was rock and roll in, in the Mahavishnu Orchestra. Yeah, not just R and B, and but you know, there was this thing. There was this element for me of Coltrane because he was. It's not just the musical impact that he had on me. Because the very first time I heard, I heard impressions. I mean, they, I lost it. I oh. mean, I lost it, absolutely lost it, because I was flying. And then, yeah, yeah the, the sequence came out a few years back, uh, one up, one down. Yeah. Oh, man. On the five spot. Yeah. And that is 27 minutes of transcendental yeah. music. Yeah. You know, and, and, so this 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 impact that he had on me musically, but he had an impact on me spiritually, because when I got a love supreme, I try I I couldn't get it. I could I couldn't I, I didn't get it. I listened to the music. I'm saying, what is he doing? What? Yeah. It was so over my head, Dave. It was just way over my head. But I read the poem on the back. You know what he's speaking about yeah. is his direct relationship with God, the Great Spirit, and and I knew the music was saying the same thing. I knew it, but I couldn't yeah. get. It took me over a year to, to, to just one day. I mean, constant listening. One day, I heard. It. I I I understood. Not I understood, but that's not the word. Yeah, it like resonated deep down inside me. Yeah. And that, you know, that's another life-changing experience. I know you've spoken about this to a, to a certain extent, about th that the fact that the music opened you up to the spiritual dimension of, of music and of life. I mean, do you Absolutely. think there was a moment or do you think it was a gradual evolution? Of that, no, 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 it, it, it happened on a number of occasions. I mean, that, that kind of experience. I had one when I was five years old, thanks to my mom. Uh, mm -hmm. I was listening to the end of, of uh, Beethoven's Ninth, and there's a vocal quartet that comes mm -hmm. in, yeah, right. And I end. got and I got heavy goosebumps, and, and I, I said, Mom, Mom, and she said, Oh, yes, that's what's supposed to happen, you know, yeah. and uh, and then. A mild Coltrane. It happened with Indian music. Um, this kind of a Nagaswaram player in South India. Um, yeah, I, I got chills, but I got I got chills from a lot of people. I got chills from Muddy Waters. Yeah. Oh I got, yeah. I got chills from Robert Johnson. Yeah. And yeah, I got chills from man. I have a lot of debts. I got. We all do. You know, I mean, but I mean we stand uh, on the shoulders of giants. Oh man! You know, I mean, I think that—that's what we, you know, I think we are keepers of the flame in a way to keep that. You know, the you know, it may take different forms, but the music—it's about the spirit of the music. Absolutely, it's this life-affirming quality of yeah. you know, from places of pain and places of beauty. This arises like a like a flower popping up in a sidewalk. I I remember the I I played on one of your the the record uh, Johnny McLaughlin, electric guitarist. 
Yeah, I mean, it was a yeah. tune called "Every but, Tear from Every Eye," and oh, yeah, it was yeah. it was uh, Patrice Russian, uh, Tony Smith, Tony Thunder Smith on drums. I think it was Alfonso Johnson on bass. Alfonso, uh, yeah. And I was so nervous because I just, you know, I wanted to be uh, up, Don't we all? up for it. But I, what what <laughs> happened is like a lot of times I'll. I have to trick myself into saying, you know, like before I go on stage, some sometimes I'll say to myself, well, it's too late now. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's too late now. You're too late That's now. That's it. You're <laughs> That's in it, it, brother. Yep. And you might as well got it. You're in yeah. the water. Don't so think now, about it. You don't have to take a step. You're already in the water. Yeah, my yeah friend. that's it. Oh, yeah. And, you just, and wait, then you just say, "Let take me away. Let me be caught in the moment. And when you're with people who are listening to you and are giving, and have a generosity of spirit, mm. then, I mean, and once again, I mean, keep saying it, but can't say it enough, that's what keeps us coming back. Oh, yeah. I mean, drugs or whatever, that may be a doorway into showing you what's possible, but in the end, you you got to get there on your own. And, yep. and, you know, I mean, maybe acid opened the door, but it's not going to, you know, that's all, it well, was just a doorman. Well, music music is a wide open door to it. It's the open That's sky. Sure. Yeah. yeah, I sat in with you at uh, it was a gig in Italy. Uh, Bill Evans was on that on that gig, the saxophone player Bill Evans. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, and uh, I forget who else was in the band at that point, but uh, I, I don't remember what incarnation. I think it was just John McLaughlin. No, that, that point. would be uh, yeah. That I think that was the Some, band. It didn't yeah. last. That long together, but it was a nice band. No, you know who was on drums? Danny Gottlieb was on. Danny drums. Gottlieb, that's right. And Mitch Foreman was on keyboards. And 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 and, and mm-hmm. yes. And mm, that was yeah. I've got a hole in the memory. <laughs> oh man, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's a good thing. Yeah. yeah. But we remember what we need to it's, remember. And yeah, we remember what's important. We remember that we're on the path. We do. Yeah, and I yeah, think and I, uh, you find yourself forgetting like weird negative shit that happened to you. Oh yeah, all the time. Me too. I mean, it, it's, it's like but, you know, somebody reminds me, and I say, "No, no, no, you confuse confusing me with somebody else." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I think that you, you just I mean. It's like everything else in life. You just have to accept it. You know, I mean, yeah. once again, it's that's the, right. Go with the flow. Go with the flow. You got to do with, that. I mean, it's yeah. like, and you're, you're going to be out on the road. Are, are you, you're, you're not clearly not yet on the road, but you're going out again. Well, uh, we just came back. Oh, uh, doing we just gigs. came back. We were in, uh, we had a couple of nights in London and then we were, we went in Eastern Europe. We were in Romania. We were in Hungary, and then we were closer to home in Germany. We're in Norway and Poland. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you find this is just bloody hard. Oh, being you know the 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 wear and tear of the road, and no matter how you try to insulate yourself, it's just it's a killer. And no, that- it's. It's so stressful. It's 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 just a whole other world, Dave. Yeah, I'm like, you know, and I've been burned, you know, by airlines oh my too God. many times. 
too many times. And and like like in this last shift tour, <clears throat> because all the flights are delayed. Everything. We missed the connection. We had two days of total chaos. Yeah. But you know, as you say, you gotta go yeah. with the flow, but but yeah. uh, at some point, yeah, it, it, it gets it's stressful. It's not the plane. The plane is fabulous. Yeah. But getting there. Well, that's what you get paid for. It's traumatic now. Yeah. It used to be so easy. I mean. And it, it, it becomes, it's the norm now. And I, I don't remember, maybe this is also a function of getting old. I don't remember it being this difficult. No. You know, I, I don't think, I don't think that's a function of age. I think no, it's I don't just, either. you know, it's. No, I don't either. There, there's very little elegance attached to the, you know. Zero. There's yeah. zero elegance. In, fa in fact, they're very rude. I find yeah. that I, yeah. I, I was, well, no, I don't even want to go there. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Let's not talk about it because it's yeah. our reality. And we don't need to, yeah. we don't, that's a, one more thing we don't need to, just like, well, yeah. it's like the, the, you know who the comedian Lord Buckley was? This yeah. great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He had a great, at the, at the end of one of his long uh, stories, monologues. And, and so the moral of the story, my friends, if you get to it and you cannot dig it, there you jolly well are, aren't you? And I thought, <laughs> all right, that's that's Buddhist enough for me, man. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's good. I can. Uh, okay. Oh, yes. Yeah. Right on the nail. Yeah. And funny with it, too. I, I really want to thank you, for man, for spending this time with me. Oh, and, Dave, and talking I about the new it. record, which is extraordinary. And I, uh, I'm just happy to hang with you, man. Yeah, you know, we exactly. go back. I mean, exactly. we go back a while. Brothers in arms, celestial arms. That is. That's it. Yeah. Well. Thank you, John. I Dave, I don't, if we don't meet in person, God bless you, brother. You take care. God bless of you too, John. I love you. Love you too, man. This has been As We Speak, a podcast from WBGO Studios. This episode was produced by Trevor Smith. Billy Robinson is our executive producer and the president and CEO of WBGO is Stephen A. Williams. I'm David Sanborn. Mm -hmm.